This is an ABC podcast. Well, it's not a claim. It happened. It's not the first time we've come here as a club and our players have been racially abused. Like, where does it end? It's just not on. That's his South Sydney coach, Jason Demetrio, speaking in the wake of the Latrell Mitchell incident in Thursday's clash with Penrith. The pain in his voice is pretty much what the entire sporting community must be feeling right now. Ten years on from the Adam Goods racial vilification, the echoes are deafening for Latrell Mitchell. And while the industry response has been unified and swift and impassioned, there's also a sense of a collective breath being held. What does this latest moment tell us about ourselves? And how might we find a way forward? I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily. Jake Duke is a proud Gomeroy man and he's a presenter and reporter at Fox League. Jake, take me back to Thursday night. What happened to Latrell Mitchell at halftime in the clash with Penrith? Oh, really unfortunate news in rugby league and, and society in general, I guess, to have an incident like this happening. So Latrell Mitchell, obviously a well-known, high-profile Indigenous man, very passionate Indigenous man, wears his heart on his sleeves. Yes, I'm traditional island of Biripai uh, country. That's from Tari, mid-north coast, and then my mother's central west, Wiradjuri mob, uh, Brelin, Hilston. So. A great figurehead for Indigenous culture in Australia, playing for South Sydney Rabbitohs. Um, he was playing against the Penrith Panthers in Penrith, and there was an incident where at halftime, heading up the tunnel, it's alleged that a fan made a racist remark to Latrell Mitchell. A number of players are said to have heard that racist remark from both sides. Action was swiftly taken uh, to remove that fan from the ground. And then, of course, there was the fallout from that that the Rabbitohs coach, Jason Demetrio, came out very strong. We have to stamp it out completely. NRL clubs have to get rid of it. I'm, I'm life bans. Anyone wants to make racial abuse, and get, get them out of the game. We don't want their support. It's got to end. He also said if it's, if it's a young kid, which we now know allegedly it is, a, a young teenager, that his parents should be facing life bans as well. That was Jason Demetrio's take on it. This can't, I can't get my head around how a young kid thinks that that's a, a, the language to be using. There was uh, that kind of reaction very quickly. Since then, the NRL has decided to do a full investigation. Andrew Abdo, the CEO, spoke the next day. But we haven't hesitated in the past where we have information to act on it and to enforce bans uh, on fans, on participants, on those inside the game. You can't take for granted that being part of rugby league means you have to adhere to certain standards and beliefs. This is not the first incident. Jason Demetrio was quick to point out in his press conference that he believes this is not the first time his players have been racially abused at Penrith, not to say this is purely a Penrith problem. We know that racism is a societal problem, that there have been other instances at other grounds. Yeah, very unfortunate, unfortunate uh, incident, and hopefully we get to the bottom of it soon. And if there is some wrongdoing, the perpetrators are held responsible and it sends a strong message. The response from the Indigenous community has been understandably distraught. Stan Grant wrote really eloquently for ABC Online, Marley Silva spoke with real passion and clarity for the Sport and Spice podcast on ABC. I'm just really disappointed. It's deflating because when we see someone who is at the pinnacle, who is such a leader in our community like Latrell, is not immune to it, you think about everyone else who still faces it and doesn't have the public backing of a head coach or the media. How did Thursday night sit with you, Jackie? It's hard to describe. It, it, it's, it is very upsetting. It's hard to fathom that it's still happening. It's hard to fathom that someone could have the belief that they could say that out loud in front of a group of people and feel like they are not going to be 
chastised for that. It's it's the it's a level of comfort that you believe someone could say those words out of their mouth and believe that they think everyone around them will be okay with that. That to me is a is a sad indictment that there is still elements of society that people still have that mindset. There's keyboard warriors that say it. But to say it out loud in front of that many people is is the real shocking thing for me. This is ongoing, mate. You know, you speak to a lot of Indigenous people and they'll tell you they've all got an experience of something like this in their life. Whether it's conscious or unconscious, they feel a racial bias towards them. It doesn't have to be overt. It just can be subtle. When you talk about the ad campaign a couple of years ago where Latrell Mitchell was pictured with the Aboriginal flag, the I think unreasonable level of outrage there was to that spoke to the fact that there are a lot of people just still uncomfortable by an Indigenous man who speaks his mind, who calls out harsh realities that some people aren't willing to face or have just not exposed themselves to because of their way of life, have not exposed to some of the things that Indigenous people have gone through. The Adam Goods thing, for example, in the AFL, Latrell wearing the flag, just little subtle things and, and the outrage it kind of sparks you can see that there's this undercurrent that still exists in society and sometimes it really manifests itself in a really ugly way. You touched on Adam Goods and I think the parallels to this situation are quite eerie. You know, a teenager abusing a star Indigenous player and the community kind of failed Goods in what followed. Even those who tried to make his circumstances better often made it worse. And I was kind of struck by that in the industry's reaction over the weekend. It was actually really encouraging, I thought. You know, we saw coaches, fellow players, commentators, administrators, all with pretty strong uniform condemnation. But what are the lessons that we need to learn, do you think, from the goods instance as this Mitchell story continues to evolve? But the similarities are are quite eerie, as you said, like the category of player, right? Latrell Mitchell is, when he retires, will be an all-time great of rugby league, as Adam Goods was. He's a player that isn't necessarily very popular with opposition fans like Adam Goods was. We know that Latrell plays the game hard. Sport is built on villains and heroes and Latrell's a hero to his team and his fans and to opposition teams he's the villain because he's their best player and that's all good and that's the same where Adam Goods was but it's as I said it's that that undercurrent where there is there seems to be a conscious or unconscious bias against him that I think Stan Grant summed it up really well when he talks about with Adam Goods the angry Aboriginal the Aboriginal man that stands up and is not happy about certain things and I decided to stand up last night and I'll continue to stand up because you know, racism has no place in our industry, has no place in society. And When it becomes almost this systematic villainization of them and targeting of them is when we start to see a problem that I think a lot of people underestimate how racially biased it is. And that's what we saw with Adam Goods. Obviously, there were people bullying Adam Goods that didn't have racial problems with Adam Goods, but it encourages those people. It encourages that, that level of disliking him because of the political stance he takes, because of what he's not afraid to say. Those people hide in that number and get more confidence from the fact that a bunch of other people jump on and start booing Adam Goods. And I think rugby league's at a real crossroads at the moment where we don't want a repeat of that. And I think we want to realise that we want to be better than that. You know, and rugby league likes to 
call itself the greatest game of all. And here's a real chance to show that we are better than that in that respect. We do not want to see to that that reaction that we saw that it was it basically pushed him out of the game. Could, could play on and have a Luttrell was in the prime of his career and you would hate to see it get to that level and him feel like he was not wanted in the game or pushed out of the game because fans can't differentiate between I'm booing Latrell Mitchell because I don't like him as a player, but also I think now there's something bigger at play here and I need to have a bit of a responsibility in myself to realise that because of what's happening, I should not be booing Latrell. This is a time to support Latrell. This is a time to show that we've come a long way since Adam Goodsing. It's really interesting to hear you talk about there what sounds like almost a duty of care from fans towards Latrell Mitchell. And Mitchell spoke about being booed by Roosters fans last year and actually invoked goods on that occasion. And I don't know if we're at the same point then that we are now, but seeing that we are going to watch South Sydney Rabbitohs take on the Roosters this Friday night feels uneasy, doesn't it, as we're ready for that clash, knowing what we know about the history between Latrell and those fans. It's almost not great timing. Roosters fans, obviously, as I said, they have their reasons why they dislike Latrell Mitchell. That was obviously there for some Roosters fans as well that Latrell left. The game is built on rivalry, especially that Roosters-Rabbitohs rivalry. It's the best in the game. It's the oldest in the game. So we don't want to lose that. But I think it's really important for people to think this week and where we are at as a society and some of the things that are happening in Australian society at the moment when you talk about the voice and some of the big political changes that are happening. It's a really important time for the plight of Indigenous people in this country. I know it's asking a lot in terms of being a fan and being passionate and being at a game and having a few drinks and getting into it. But I think if you're someone that cares about a bigger picture in this country, it's probably worth thinking about your reaction to Latrell Mitchell this weekend and maybe putting aside that tribalism in rugby league for the minute and just thinking about the bigger picture might go a long way. The game is poor without Latrell Mitchell. He's a fantastic player. He has done so much for the Aboriginal community. I think that gets lost a lot. But if you think about that and you and you love the game of rugby league, you should like Latrell Mitchell for what he brings either way. He's a human being. Just finally, Jakey, can you actually see a scenario where Latrell Mitchell could be lost to the game of rugby league? I really hope not. But I know Latrell is, you know, he's strong. He's a very resilient character. He's 24, 25 years old. And he came into this game just to play football. And he has become a almost a political figure in the way that he's had to stand up and take on some of these things that I'm sure he didn't see for himself, you know, when he debuted at the Roosters at 18 years old. He was just the superstar kid coming through. And it's a big responsibility to take on. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he puts up with some of the things he has to put up with. And, and we see the the surface of it, I'd imagine. You know, the messages he gets, the things he's had to put up with over the years, it's it's sickening. I really hope that he's not lost to the game. Obviously, I, I think he's a very strong character. There's people rallying around him, and he does a, a good job for the most of it of shutting it out. But he's also a human being. And, you know, we saw it got too much for Adam Goods. And Adam Goods was in his mid-30s by this point. I really hope there's a lot of strong people around the trail. I know he's really close with his family and he gets out of Sydney and he gets back to Tari and gets back to the, the family farm and kind of removes himself from the situation. But I worry sometimes that, that if these things, you know, get more out of hand that, you know, a guy like Latrell goes, why am I putting myself through this? And we need Latrell people like Latrell Mitchell. As an Aboriginal man, like the most prominent 
people in Aboriginal society for a long time have been sportsmen. They're the people with the biggest platform. So without them speaking up, without them making these stands, I don't know who else really has that kind of cut through mainstream platform that can get through to, you know, blue collar Australia like these guys kind of can. And people say sport and politics don't go together. But I think if you say that, you haven't really paid attention to the whole 20th century. We need people like Latrell Mitchell. So I hope he continues to play and we can all just sit back and enjoy his talent and also listen to what he has to say because I think he comes from a great place and he's someone we we should all look up to. Jackie Duke, thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me on, Pat. Headlines. Tim Zhu is officially out of his father's shadow. He is a world champion. His beaten opponent, Tony Harrison, said he couldn't find the Australian on Instagram before the fight. Such was his low profile. Reckons he couldn't spell zoo. Well, Tim had this to say after stopping him via technical knockout. I've got one, one sentence. What's my motherfucking name? Heisenberg areas. I love Breaking Bad. You can listen to our app on Zoo. There is a link in the show notes. Minwoo Lee has missed a huge chance at the Players' Championship. The Aussie trailed by two shots coming into the final round, but faded from contention to finish. Tied for sixth alongside countryman Cam Davis at eight under. Scotty Scheffler grabbed the win at 17 under the card at Sawgrass. If you're wondering why Cam Smith didn't defend his title, it's because he wasn't allowed to compete, because live golf, etc. Sam Kerr has scored... Again, her latest winner was a delicious lob against Manchester United and sees Chelsea leapfrog the Red Devils at the top of the standings in the Women's Super League. In surfing, Callum Robson has delivered an astonishing perfect 10 in his heat at Supertubes in Portugal. The judges didn't take too long. They know what they're seeing. (laughs) Perfect 10 for Callum Robson. The first one we're going to give away this year. The 22-year-olds into the final 16 at the WSL event. And the NBL Grand Final is heading to a deciding game five after the Breakers knocked over the Sydney Kings to square the series. I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily, produced by Poppy Penny. To hear Marley Silver and Declan Burns' conversation regarding Latrell Mitchell on Sport and Spice, you can click the link in the show notes. It's a good listen. Thanks to Fox Sports, Channel 9's Wide World of Sports, NRL.com, and the WSL for the extra audio used in this episode. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.